following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another journey on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. Inside this broadcast, Clayton Safey from TheWolverine.com will join us. Latest on Juwan Howard's return, Michigan-Florida hoops tonight. Safey. John Beeline, Josh Garvey, our weekly hoops conversation presented by Dorn Mayhew. Before we're done, Graham Couch, opinion maker for the Lansing State Journal, co-host of Couch and the Rube podcast. Michigan State didn't have that letdown game. We talked about it yesterday. Same intensity, same emotion. So I don't think the Baylor game was a fluke. The way they played the last two games... You would think they can contend for the Big Ten now. Like I told my buddies at lunch, Sean and Mooch, Mooch who's a CEO of Coppercraft Distillery, and will be at the distillery in Holland on 120th, broadcasting live statewide Friday, 3 until 6. They look like a Big Ten contender. They do. That quick. I'm not talking national championship or deep tourney run, but... Purdue lost to Northwestern. They're 1-1, one one, okay? If you look at their losses, those teams are playing pretty good basketball. There's not a dog loss. So we'll talk Michigan State hoops. Tim Stout from our affiliate, the game, 7.30 a.m. It's awesome to be back live 3 until 6 weekdays in Lansing on a monster sports station. The game, 7.30 a.m. Doug Skeen. Five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman at Michigan. His thoughts on Harbaugh. Will he take an NFL job? And what about that matchup with Alabama? Oh, Nelly! The Rose Bowl, 5 p.m. on New Year's Day. Celebration Cinema, they have six locations showing Alabama, Michigan on the big screen. You can buy your tickets now at celebrationcinema.com. You can join me 
for a huge watch party at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids, New Year's Day at 5 p.m. Michigan, bam, 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 can't wait for that game. If you want to join in on this broadcast, we do have our Honolulu Blue Huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. How many of you are feeling a Michigan victory right now over Alabama? Because a lot of doubters out there. There are a lot of doubters. Oh, now, J.J. needs a big game. A on-the-road-at-Columbus-like big game. So you can answer that Honolulu Blue Huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show. On Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook. Hey, some good news last night, huh? People are like, oh, Seattle won. They cost the Lions a playoff spot. It's Patricia, the Eagles defensive coordinator. I'm like, no. The Eagles losing creates an interesting dynamic. When you look at the playoff picture and the different scenarios, I'm telling you right now, it's the NFL. It's any given team. So... Here, here's the NFC tiebreakers right now because we'll look at the Lions who are at 10 and 4, correct? You have the Eagles at 10 and 4, the Cowboys at 10 and 4, and the Niners at 11 and 3. Niners alone as the one seed right now in the NFC, correct? So, where it stands today at this hour on the huge show across Michigan, if the playoffs were tonight, Niners would be the one seed and get the bye. Cowboys would be the two seed because they own the tiebreaker over the Lions. Rams would play at the Cowboys. Vikings would play at the Lions. Lions have a shot at playing the Vikings three times in four weeks, (laughs) which is good. Out of all the teams, do you want Stafford? Yeah, I want the drama of Stafford, and here he comes, and he's back in Detroit, and it's the Detroit Rams fans. No, I want Minnesota where you can win a playoff game. But if the Lions take care of the Vikings twice, they're going to take Minnesota out of playoff positioning. Wouldn't it be interesting in that last game? Think about this. In the regular season finale, if the Lions, let's say, have the third seed locked up, so they're going to have that home playoff game. It looks like they'll have it regardless, right? that they knew if they lost to Minnesota, they get the Vikings again the following week. Start Hendon Hooker, tank the game so you get the Vikings again. Eagles, by the way, with that loss last night to the Seahawks, they would be the five seed if the playoffs were starting tonight, and they would play at Tampa. Matt Patricia as their defensive coordinator – I sent a message to everybody in Philly. I bought an electronic billboard that said season over. Now think about this. 
What if the Niners decided to lose two games? For the sake of this argument. And the Lions won out and beat the Cowboys. And Philly would lose one more game. That would be the one seed for the Lions. The one seed. With a bye. With home field advantage. So here's what's interesting with at least the tiebreakers where they stand right now. Dallas is ahead of Philadelphia in the NFC East based on a division record. Dallas is ahead of Detroit based on conference record. And that's where just now, and there's still three games remaining. But there is a path. You have to think they're going to beat Minnesota twice. And Mullins is going to start at quarterback. They announced that right towards the end of yesterday's show. He'll start at quarterback for Minnesota. You get the Cowboys straight up. And the wild card would be Having Philly lose one more game to get to five, the Lions went out and they're 13 and four. And the Niners would lose two more games. As I look at this, I'm doing the huge projections. And they're they're playing Baltimore this weekend on Christmas Day. They're playing Baltimore. Mm. At Washington and the Rams had home and the Rams could be playing for a playoff spot. It's not crazy. And Philadelphia has the Giants twice playing for nothing. So that's going to be a tough road, but you get Hurts isn't healthy. Patricia's coaching their defense. They can lose another one. So your question is, can San Francisco lose two more? Rams, Baltimore, at Washington is never easy going East Coast. When you're a West Coast team, I crazier things have happened. It is amazing just to look at the playoff scenarios. So that Lions at the Cowboys game, wow. That, that could have seeding implications. It will. And you still have other teams knocking on the door in the playoffs and the Seahawks with Drew Locke finding a way to win last night. Matt Patricia, my God, what does that guy have on people? Does he know where witness protection people live? What what is it? What how does he keep resurrecting his career in the NFL when how all that video, all those stories are there for how bad he was in Detroit, him and Quinn. 
So the Seahawks are lurking there for a playoff spot. They are. I don't think Minnesota will hold on. I believe the Lions will beat them both times. Lions will win the NFC North. They'll have the third seed locked up, still in play for the two, and like I said, an outside shot for the one. My Lord, what a season. Let's go to John and Holt listening on the game, 7.30 a.m. You're on the huge show across Michigan. Hey, Huge, how are you doing today? Hey, Johnny. Question, uh, I wanted to answer your question of the day. Uh, I think Alabama's going to beat Michigan. And the reason I say that is they're more battle-tested. They had a harder schedule. And Michigan hasn't faced a quarterback like Alabama since this season. Yeah, they haven't, faced, they haven't faced a rushing quarterback like that. I know they're using Orgy and a scout team QB trying to simulate it, but he's not as fast as Milrose. So, I, you know, again, contain the quarterback, make him throw. Uh, I would say that Ohio State had more athleticism overall than Alabama. Uh, I think Penn State's front seven, uh, that was a strong win on the road. I don't – Alabama beat Georgia sure. in a neutral site. Michigan has a better road win at Penn State, so I wouldn't totally discount the Wolverines. Right, I'm not discounting. I just think it will be a close game, but I just think that the difference will be Melrose. Yeah, I do. I think in him, uh, you know, Melrose running the ball. That's it. Can you contain him? It's like the Lions in that Bears game. It was obvious. You contain the edge. You force fields to throw or run in the middle. And the Lions didn't do it. Football 101. That's it. Football 101. Superfly is telling me that Anthony Broom will step into the huge batter's box to pinch it for Clayton's safety who had the girl of his dreams, I'm reading his note, girl of his dreams said, would you like to go to a late lunch? He sent me the screenshot. He then told her, hey, I got to do the huge show. Can we go to lunch later? The girl of his dreams responded, huge show or me, you decide. Anthony Broom will fill in momentarily. Also, Tim Stout, Stout on Sports, Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal. A lot to talk about from Michigan, Michigan State Hoops to the Lions to Michigan, Alabama. If you want to join in on our Honolulu Blue, huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. You can join in. Answer it. What's your vibe right now on the Michigan-Alabama semifinal game? You can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's one eight six six eight three eight huge At Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and opt in on the Huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. Speaking of text, text IMPACT, I-M-P-A-C-T, to 21000, and you will be in the drawing in the summer of 2024 to win Lomas Brown's Lions card, an exact replica of of that tricked-out golf cart from Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, Michigan's new go-to destination for Yamaha golf carts. And they can you can buy just a regular golf cart, or they can trick it out for you, for your neighborhood, for your job, for the golf course, for your club, at the lake, 
You need to stop by and see Drew and his team at Impact Power Sports in Rockford, here in West Michigan, north side of Rockford. Northern Kent County, easy to find, right off of 131. Huge selection of the ultimate Christmas gifts, big boy power toys uh, that are on display that you can purchase in time for the holidays with huge savings. But if you want a shot at winning Lomas Brown's tricked out Lions golf cart, you can see it posted at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Just text IMPACT to 21000. That's text the word IMPACT, I-M-P-A-C-T, to 21000. And you'll be in the drawing next summer when we're live at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. And you could win Lomas Brown's Lions golf card. From Petoskey to Detroit, this show is huge. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw, every Saturday in December. Select a lucky ornament from the holiday tree for the chance to take home your share of over $400,000 in prizes. It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw, every Saturday in December, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Cheer for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. When you shop Meyer, there's no shipping needed. Snow days or shipping delays won't stop us. Get gifts under the tree today when you shop thousands of items ready for pickup in-store today. Plus, get a $15 coupon when you spend $150 or more this week in-store. Coupon printed at checkout. Start redeeming next week. Get everything you need for the holidays in one stop at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for Urban U. They are Michigan's favorite med spa locations throughout West Michigan and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And this is for any guy listening right now or lady. If you want the perfect holiday gift for somebody you care about, you need to think about the holiday specials happening at theurbanu.com. That's theurbanu.com. And for the holidays, Urban U is offering holiday tiers until December 30th through the end of the year. Purchasing a holiday tier is the perfect way to treat yourself or that person in your life that you care about or your family. And you get your holiday gift shopping done quick at theurbanu.com. And what are holiday tiers? Holiday tiers are the best way to get rewarded big time for investing in your health, wellness, and beauty services. Simple and easy. If you want to take care of everything for the holidays, go to theurbanu.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We're all about huge opinions, big name guests. We do have our Honolulu Blue. Huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. What's your early vibe right now on Alabama and Michigan in the Rose Bowl in the college football playoff semifinal? You can let me know what you're thinking. On the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. Your early vibe on Michigan-Alabama. There hasn't been a lot of talk about the game. That's what you get when you get this long break. The Harbaugh leaving conversation has died down somewhat, but that seems to pop up every weekend when you have NFL games. So join in on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com. He is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well. Uh, Rose Bowl prep is, is in high gear now. We're actually just leaving Ann Arbor after chatting with uh, Jesse Minter and Sharon Moore this afternoon at Schembechler Hall. So we are we are in it again. And what was the theme from center defensively and more offensively about preparation for Alabama? Well, I think for them right now, I mean, this is a this is an Alabama team that I think you know there are some comparable teams. In terms of who's Mich- who Michigan has played, I mean, I think you have, you know, an athletic, deep defense like they saw against the Penn State, against an Ohio State. I think you have the the playmaking ability on offense that some of those Ohio State guys had um, with this Alabama team. And you know, really, it, it kind of comes down to Jalen Milrow. It's a quarterback that they haven't seen. You know, I, I think maybe the closest thing that they've seen to him is maybe the glimpses they've got of what a guy like uh, Alex Orgy has done for them, both on the practice field and, you know, briefly in games, but Milrose is a different beast. And to me, when you look at, when you look at this game, it, it starts, the conversation starts about what Michigan's defense is able to do against, you know, the best, maybe the best running quarterback in college football this year. So uh, a lot to, to sift through there. They have their work cut out for them, but, uh, no, they're they're at work and it's uh, it's business back to business in that building. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine dot com joining us. Uh, JJ, I thought had a great answer. I think it was yesterday at the Wolverine dot com. I read it where he's not thinking about whether he's staying or leaving. He's just thinking about Alabama. Yeah, I think for a lot of guys are in that same mindset. You know, we talked to uh, you know Junior Colson yesterday, another guy that's a. Uh, a third-year player that could have an NFL draft decision to make, and you know, it's it's right now. It's you know you, you handle those things after the season because you do have that window when the season ends to declare. But right now, it's all about Alabama, and those guys are are taking the task at hand seriously. You're not you're not hearing last year. You know everyone you know all the talk coming out of Ann Arbor was can't, you know we're excited to play that TCU defense and that weird front, and they're going to find out what. Smash Mouth football is all you know. You're not hearing any of that stuff. Uh, it's been uh, in the brief conversations we've had, we've had with guys. I mean, it's been you know they're, they've they're taking it really se- not to say they weren't taking it seriously before, but when you go up against an Alabama, there is no time 
to think about anything else. Uh, it was either Colson or or, uh, or Jalen Harrell who had a quote yesterday that said, uh, you know, their strength coach Ben Herbert told them, yeah, you have a lot of time between games, between that Big Ten championship game and the Rose Bowl, but you don't have any time to waste. So every single day it's, it's about what are they doing to prepare themselves to beat the Alabama Crimson Tide. And I think that as a result, you know, I know there's going to be some uncertainty with, our guys going, our guys staying. It kind of has created a weird little vibe in terms of transfer portal and what your needs actually are. But in the here and now, I mean, all all boats are rowing in the same direction in terms of making sure you're prepared to, to take on Alabama. So where is Michigan better than Alabama on paper, looking at that matchup in Pasadena? Yeah, I think you can make the argument that they are better at quarterback, though I would say that Jalen Milrow is maybe a more explosive playmaker. I I don't think that's a hot take. Uh, I think that when you look at Michigan's defense as a whole, you know, all all this talk has been about, well, how is is Michigan going to slow down Milrow and this Alabama offense? But you flip it over to the other side of the ball, um, you know, that Alabama defense hasn't, really played a quarterback like J.J. McCarthy in that Michigan offense yet. So to me, you know, so much about your success in the college football playoff comes down to how well your quarterback plays. So, again, that's, to me, the, big, the biggest storyline, the biggest conversation about this game. I think the defensive side of the ball, I mean, Michigan's, Michigan does have, to me, I think, SEC quality defensive line depth. They have the size. They have the athleticism. You think of a guy like... Uh, you know, a guy like Kenneth Grant, who's 6'3", 340, um, you know, does a lot of things. Again, not making this direct comparison, but a lot of Jordan Davis at Georgia type of stuff in his game. So to me, I think it's – I think when you look at all, all things considered about this matchup, I, this is the best – I know that Alabama played Georgia in the SEC title game, but really I, I do think that this is the best coach defense that uh, Alabama will have seen this year. And I think it's maybe the deepest defense as well. So Michigan's done a good job keeping those guys fresh. And, you know, bumps and bruises at the end of the year, there are always going to be those types of things. But they're not really super banged up or injured on that side of the ball either, which I think is uh, by far Michigan's biggest asset coming into this game. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Roast Homer Coffee guest line. So what's your vibe on... Uh, to start next season, what that Michigan sidelines looks like. Who's staying, who's going? What would be your gut on that? Yeah, is that in, term, in terms of Jim Harbaugh, in terms of players, or what? Yeah, I'm talking across the board. Changes, you know, leaving early, uh, uh, going to the NFL if it's Harbaugh, just what you kind of envision come the start of the 2024 season. Yeah, you know, a lot of it, I. I I do expect a decent amount of continuity. I think that if I had to guess right now, I mean, I know a lot of these guys are coin flips at the moment, but I think a guy like J.J. McCarthy probably does come back. I think the idea that you could be maybe QB1, QB2, QB3 next year instead of, you know, vying for at best maybe QB3 designation this year, you come back and be a Michigan captain, um, you'd be a four-year guy, have a chance to do – things that a lot of a lot of quarterbacks in Michigan haven't done. Um, to me, I feel like that that stuff is important to J.J. McCartney. He doesn't necessarily – I don't get the sense there's a rush to make that leap. So, I mean, that's a guy, I think Donovan Edwards – you know, the, J.J. is kind of the key to all of it. If he comes back, then I think 
that does kind of keep this window uh, cracked open, and Michigan can kind of carry on what they've done these last three years into next season. Um, to me, I mean, I, I think with that, with what his decision brings, also probably affects a guy like Donovan Edwards and. Roman Wilson has another year. Junior Colson, obviously, we talked about him a little bit. So I, I'm leaning towards those guys maybe coming back and running it back one more time. As far as Jim Harbaugh goes, I mean, the thing I keep coming back to with him is that, you know, when all – he has always been a guy that when all of the tea leaves may be reading a certain direction or all of the signs are pointing a certain direction about what he will or won't do, there's always some kind of abrupt plot to it or it just never plays out to completion the way that you think it might. So with that, I mean, I'm, I'm going to believe that he's at Michigan until he isn't because he got as far as a couple years ago getting on that plane to Minnesota with the intent of accepting a job, and he was back. And that's about as far as it's gotten in terms of will he stay or will he go. But um, obviously with his contract situation, I, I think the – and I think Chris Ballas is maybe, I don't know if he said this on the air with you, or certainly he said it on the air on one of our shows. You know, if you don't get this deal done by this week, yeah, you probably are looking at Jim Harbaugh waiting out the NFL opportunities because that itch is there. It's always going to be there. And this might be, you know, in terms of the opportunities available to him, I mean, there's going to be a plethora of jobs that open up. And I think a lot of them may be appealing for a lot of different reasons. So, but to me, again, I feel like with a lot of these guys that are 50-50 are on the fence right now, and Jim Harbaugh is probably the biggest domino with all of it, but J.J. McCarthy is a pretty big part of that too. And right now I, I have a hard time saying anything other than both of those guys will be here. His name is Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com uh, joining us, talking about Alabama, Michigan, all the headlines and – Man, I tell you what, between the transfer portal opening up at the end of the season and this first signing day, I'm really starting to think, why don't they just go back to that first week in February, use December as the portal month, and have one signing day in February instead of two. Tomorrow is that first signing day. It doesn't have the same feel like it used to each and every year that it's signing day because there's two of them and a lot of these deals are done or letters of intent and scholarships offered. So on the eve of the first signing day for 2024, what are you hearing from the Wolverine.com recruiting insiders about this class for Harbaugh? Yeah. I mean, it's going to look a lot like the last few have. I think that, you know, obviously, you know, you want to see a school like Michigan recruit at top five, top 10 level. And, for whatever reason, I mean, NIL and, and some of that stuff has eluded them. Uh, they're still not quite where they want to be there, but obviously with the way that this team has attacked the portal, it does kind of offset, you know, the instant impact you might lose by dropping a few spots in the recruiting rankings. Now, I think when you look at this class as a whole, and, and I will, uh, I'll have something up later this week about the guys that sign and how they maybe factor in both in the short and long term, but I think there are a few more instant impact guys in this year's class, and even last year, you know, you, you go through it and there wasn't really a logical couple of guys on paper that you thought, oh, wow, well, these guys are going to have a role this year. And then, you know, you fast forward to this season and you've got guys like Samaj Morgan, you know, kind of playing a big role as the season goes on. And, and some of the other guys um, that have worked in there, too, at DJ Waller and cornerback. So there are always those surprises, too. Um, 
you know, with Michigan, I, I do think that I think it's a good class coming in. I think you've got arguably maybe you probably have J.J. McCarthy's successor right now on paper with a guy like Jaden Davis coming in. Uh, I think it's probably going to take a, you know, if J.J. McCarthy leaves, I don't know if that's a guy you start as a true freshman, but I think, uh, you know, a year or two down the road, he's a guy that has a bright future at Michigan. So uh, to me, you know, don't get bogged down in the rankings is what I would keep telling Michigan fans because you look at the guys making contributions on this roster the last few years, and mind you, you've got your J.J. McCarthy's and your Don of Edwards who are borderline five-star guys or or five-star guys, depending on where you look at them. This staff is really good at, at locking in and not only finding their type of guys, but they develop talent extremely well. You know, they find those three-star guys. They find, you know, the Mikey Sainer stills and turn them into All-Americans and first-team All-Big Ten type of guys. So, to me, I mean, again, um, you know, it's an exciting day. It's a new infusion of talent in the next year's roster. And it might not look the prettiest on paper, but, you know, right now I really do have a hard time going against the staff's track record of not only identifying guys, but also developing and maxing out the talent that they have. Anthony Broom, I appreciate the conversation for the Wolverine.com offices. Signing day is tomorrow, and the huge show will have coverage of Michigan, Michigan State, the Big Ten, and the national top 25 in high school football recruiting and what schools are going to. Thank you so much, A.B., and we'll talk soon. If we don't talk before Christmas, enjoy the weekend. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, Anthony Broom, Clayton Safey, Chris Ballas, Doug Skeen, who will join us later. Uh, E.J. Holland, is it Zach Libby, also from the recruiting team? On three on the Wolverine.com, we have, is it Jason Gillup? Killup, Jason Killup, and... Jim Comperoni uh, tomorrow on Michigan State's recruiting class, coverage on Michigan's football recruiting class, and nationally with the team from Rivals. And then Alan True, who is one of the top uh, recruiting insiders. He's based in West Michigan. Uh, He'll join us in studio on Thursday to recap uh, the first signing day between 3 p.m. and 4.40 p.m. All right, a couple of roadshow broadcasts have to remind everybody about tomorrow, 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. What are you doing? If you're going to be in West Michigan in the Grand Rapids area, you can stop out to the Ada Indoor Country Club. It's open to the public from 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. tomorrow. You can take three swings on the simulator in our long drive contest and three swings on the simulator in the closest to the pin. Longest drive will win a Taco Tuesday overnight stay for four with 36 holes of golf at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. And that taco dinner runner-up will get a foursome to play Antrim Dells near Charlevoix, part of the Agaming Collection. Closest to the pin at the Ada Indoor Country Club on Pettis in Ada where everybody can stop out. There's no charge to take your swings 10 a.m. until 6 p.m., You can only do it once per person. Three swings on the long drive, three on the closest to the pin. It's a cool place. You can rent out the Ada Indoor Country Club for your events. And if you sign up for a membership for 2024, they'll give you use of the facility for the rest of the year. You can do that today or tomorrow. Now I'll be broadcasting live three until six. This is pretty cool, and it's a thank you and a nice gift to the audience to 
take some free swings, see the Ada Indoor Country Club, and also have a shot at great prizes. So closest to the pin will be a foursome to play Pilgrim's Run just north of Grand Rapids. And the runner-up also, courtesy of the Agamemnon Collection and Dave Hill, will get a foursome to Antrim Dells near Charlevoix. So 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. tomorrow. Just stop out. Doesn't cost you a thing. They'll have the Around food truck there. I think the Around bakery food truck, right? That will be out there. You can buy pizza and something to eat. They'll have beverages, adult and non-alcoholic for sale. It's a cool day, and I'll be broadcasting live uh, tomorrow, 3 until 6. Then on Friday, I'm going to venture over to where our affiliate WHTC is at in Holland. I'll be live at the Coppercraft Distillery statewide 3 until 6 p.m. So if you're looking for the holiday spirits for your home party or if you're going to see family or friends, uh, you can get those spirits at the Coppercraft Distillery in Holland, and you can even order online. Just Google Coppercraft Distillery, and they got savings and specials and a delivery straight to your home or business. Just search Coppercraft Distillery, Google that, and look for the huge show. If you're in the Holland area, stop out and say hello at the Coppercraft Distillery on 120th on Friday, 3 until 6. To the callers online, stick around. Michigan will hear you next. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. Same show, the soulful bad boy, R&B, genuine. Ride the pony for a two-stepping good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine, Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, 
high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. On a Tuesday broadcast presented by the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort. They download that Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app. Place a bet on any remaining Lions regular season game, a qualifying bet, and you could win a brand new Lions Ford Bronco. Courtesy of Soren Eagle, just download the Eagle Access app, actually the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app. And place that qualifying bet on any remaining Lions regular season game in January 8th of 2024. You could win that brand new Lions Ford Bronco, courtesy of Soren Eagle. I was looking at some of the lines. Superfly, what do you think the over-under win total is for the Pistons for the entire season right now? Now remember, they're 2-25 with that 24-game losing streak. I saw one over and under on the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app. The Pistons win total for the season over under nine and a half wins. Wow. Mm. All right. Here's the Lions path to the one seed courtesy of Devoted to Detroit on Twitter. Lions went out at Minnesota at Dallas home against Minnesota 49ers lose to the Ravens in Week 16. 49ers lose to either the Commanders in Week 17 or the Rams in Week 18, and the Lions are your one seed. Ooh, ooh. man. Mm. I was reading up on this Jack Velling that Michigan State got, the Oregon State transfer tight end, had eight touchdowns last year for Coach Smith when he was a beaver. Now he's a Spartan. Your question is, do you want to be a beaver or a Spartan? And it's Oregon State beavers, so it's plural. So a pack of beavers is plural. It's called a pack, just like a wolf. I looked it up, nationalgeographic.com. Hey, and I got to give some love to my son, Ace. Well, my two youngest boys, two youngest children. Today, legend Cole Simonson turned 16. I cannot believe it's been 16 years since that little guy was welcomed into our lives. Just an amazing kid. I'm so proud of him. 16. And going through the pictures, really, if you want to stop for a moment and think about your life with your kids and the journey, go through the pictures and, and roll back to the start, especially on a phone or an iPad or computer. An amazing journey uh, with legend. So happy 16th birthday and thanks for being feisty and telling me constantly how do you keep your sports job i appreciate it and to my son ace uh the michigan high school football frenzy 
had, they listed him as one of the rising stars for the 2025 recruiting class in the state of Michigan. And they wrote something really nice about him. I'll read later. And I said, hard work gets you noticed. That's what Ace is doing with Mark Ennis, Brian Paulson, and the crew and the power strength training systems elite program on playing field. He's just busting his ass. And he deserves everything, man. And I'm proud of the way he's handling it all. Narduzzi, Pitts, taking a look at him. Toledo, Tony Anissa Ferris. It's awesome. I love those guys. 24-7, everything you need is at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan, hour number two. On a Tuesday broadcast presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Download that Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app. Make a qualifying bet on any remaining Lions regular season game and you could win a brand new Lions Ford Bronco. Just download the... Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app and make that qualifying bet on the Lions and they'll have that drawing on January 8th and it's on display in front of Soren Eagle in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Superfly Hayes getting ready for celebration. I told him, man, Lions play on Christmas Eve. The Vikings, they can clinch the NFC North. We need to work on Christmas Day. And for the first time ever, Superfly looked at me and said, I'm not working on Christmas Day. And then I said, why don't we take the broadcast equipment to Mama Hayes' big holiday table where we were packed in like, I don't know, coming over on a raft from Cuba for Thanksgiving. I had a good two inches of arm room. I had to suck my turkey gravy out of a straw at Mama Hayes's quaint but cramped holiday table. And I said, let's do the show live there. And then I thought after being around Thanksgiving at the Hayes Farm, that would be fun, fun. They swear too much and their dogs would be barking all the time. So we'll have our Gold Star tribute show we do to the families who have lost loved ones who made the ultimate sacrifice for our country. We always do that on the holidays. It's my way of saying thank you to those who have served, currently served, and 
those who have made the ultimate sacrifice. So we rotate in interviews we've had with Gold Star families. That will be on Monday's show. Uh, today we dropped our Coppercraft huge question of the day. Coppercraft Distillery. Honolulu Blue huge question of the day. It's blue raspberry, lemonade, vodka. If you're a Lions fan and you're not drinking it, you're a traitor. Go put on your Detroit Rams jersey. And hope Stafford comes home. I, I don't know who I'm going to cheer for. I'm going to sew half of a Stafford number nine and half of a goth. And I'm going to wear it. I'm torn. It's like when my girlfriend dated both of my fraternity brothers. <laughs> Ah, uh, all right. Our Honolulu Blue huge question of the day. By the way, look for Honolulu Blue. I got a picture from somebody who said, is this what you talk about all the time? And I said, yes, it is. And there's a photo from a Meyer store. I don't know which one they said. And it's a whole aisle full of Honolulu Blue. So look for it at your local Meyer store, your local spirit stores. Get it ready for the holidays. You can order up any of their spirits from Coppercraft Distillery. It will make your holiday party even more special. And they got some deals right now. You can have it shipped to your home or business. Just Google Coppercraft Distillery. And I'll be live at the Coppercraft Distillery in Holland. Coming up on Friday, statewide, 3 until 6, 120th. Street in Holland. Anybody in West Michigan, if you've never visited uh, where Coppercraft and all of their products are distilled and processed and produced, it's they got a tasting room there, Saugatuck, really cool place. I'll be there live. Three until six on Friday. Coppercraft Distillery, 120th in Holland with our longtime affiliate WHTC. My, what a difference two games makes on a season for Tom Izzo and Michigan State. The last two games, they've looked like that preseason number four team in America. Unbelievable performance on both ends of the floor against Baylor. And then I was worried about, hey, uh, was that a one-game aberration? You get the short turnaround. Oakland has pushed some really strong teams to the brink of losing and beaten a couple of good ones. And that score wasn't even as close as it finished. Michigan State with another dominating performance. Graham Couch, Couch in the Rube podcast, and also opinion maker for the Lansing State Journal, uh, joins us. He's listening now at AM 730. The Huge Show is back live weekday afternoons, 3 until 6 in Lansing. How you doing, Graham? I'm doing well, Bill. Hey, uh, yeah, no, it, it is a it is a different Michigan State wow. team than the last time we talked. Yeah, that's what I mean. I we talked last. I mean, it was a week ago, six days ago, whatever it was. And you're wondering is is this team going to be able to finish 500 uh, above 500 on the season? And now you look at how they played, and there there's not a game remaining on their schedule if they play the way they did the last two that they they could not win. I'm not saying they're going to win out, but. They are now back in that conversation of the NCAA tournament, uh, upper third of the Big Ten. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it, it was interesting just to watch. I mean, they played okay, actually, at Nebraska. Nebraska had a big win at Kansas State since then. So I think one of the things that sometimes happens early in seasons is we don't know what the other teams are, right? That was James Madison, which is still a terrific team. And, and uh 
And so sometimes you don't you react and your perception is formed of a team. But Michigan State's problems were, were very much real early on as well. And a, a few things have changed. One, it started with just sort of a – I think the Baylor game came up at the perfect time. It was a Baylor team that's a little bit overrated. I don't think that's quite a top-ten team. They're a really good offensive team. But it was also in a setting that felt big at Little Caesars Arena. It was, you know, and, and a group of guys that have played in those in, in those sort of settings before, and it just felt like it was a time they had to do something. And I think uh, it's a veteran group that, that um, you know, really rose to the occasion. And, you know, w- when they play defensively like they did against Baylor and like they did for much of the game against Oakland, they're just, they've got a lot of switchable parts. They've got a backcourt that can give you all sorts of problems. And that's just something that a lot of teams are going to struggle to counter. They took Baylor completely out of what they wanted to do. And then they're able to run. And when they run, everybody feels better. The offense comes easier. They get extra points. Uh, people get in rhythms. And and you've just seen their guard. I mean, A.J. Hogard, is, he's played a few good games in a row now, but the last two just in complete control. Um, and, you know, even, you know, Trey Holloman's played better. Jeremy Fears has played better. Everybody seems to be coming alive at the right time and, 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 and maybe just in time. Um, and uh, it's, it's made a difference on the scoreboard. Yeah, uh, just a, a, an amazing transformation. And I know one thing I heard is, so I think it was in the post game. After the Baylor win, Graham, where Izzo really relishes having quality practice time where him and his staff and his players all can come together and improve on what they need to get better on. Yeah, and he's, he's been able to have, you know, one of the things he's had from the beginning, because they have good depth, is really good five-on-five practices. So, I mean, you think about what a five-on-five practice looks like for them and the, the type of guys were on the floor, and it's Fears versus Hogard and Fears and Holloman and versus Hogard and Tyson Walker, and it's, um, you know, Cohen Carr and, uh, and, and against Akins and, and, or, or, or down low against Malik Hall. And it just the, the types of practices they're able to have, they're able to face second units that are often, you know, going to be better than some teams that they face, and so they get that every day. I, I, you know, the other thing that's, you know, I, I do think, and I, I don't want to say that they, I don't think they were they were bored or anything like that, but I think there were some some figuring out of what things were going to be with the new pieces that came in and the guys coming back, and some things were more different for those guys coming back than maybe I realized. I think for uh, AJ Hogard, I, it, I, I do think it bothered him a little bit in how he played having Jeremy Fears over his shoulder, and. You know, it was. It's pretty clear now when Hogard's playing well. I mean, he's he's the guy, right? And, and that's and I, so I think he had to get over that. I think for some of the young guys, it was you know Jeremy Fears Jr. as good as he is, and he's played exceptional the last couple of games. He is not as good yet as Tyson Walker was as the backup point guard in key moments a year ago. So they weren't even as good there as well. And, and so I think there were a lot of things. Cohen Carr for all the dunks is starting to figure out where he's supposed to be defensively. And then you see what he does with the help side defense and blocking that alley-oop attempt against Baylor and all that sort of stuff. That's that's a play he would not have made three weeks ago. So you're seeing a freshman grow into things and you're seeing a team just sort of figure out uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of things together. And, and uh, I think there's some role definition that, that, that sort of happened and that's made a difference. So when you look at this team moving forward, has he found his right rotation 
Uh, do the players understand their roles? Uh, was this past two games the foundation for Izzo and the Spartans to go on a run to end the season? Well, they're still going to get Jackson Kohler back, which I think will change them a, a little bit offensively and, and I think help them. Now, what will he, you know, the question is always going to be defensively with him because there are times what you've seen is really good ball screen defense, especially from Sissoko and Cooper. And, you know, would w- you give something up on the other end? But the, he, he will change who they are offensively when he's in the game, I think, for the better. So there's a, there's another gear. We still haven't seen Jade Makins, I think, find his level offensively where he's consistent. Um, but I do think he is. there are certain things he's found. And I think the guys are very comfortable with, and, 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 and Hogard is is such a key to them. I mean, it really, I mean, because Walker is the constant, and, and we all know he's an exceptional college basketball player. When Hogard is the force that he's been of late, what that does for Walker, what that does to other teams, it, it, he, they just become so difficult to guard, and, and they can do so much defensively. And it, um, it's hard to trust A.J. Hogard because we've seen him fade away a little bit, but he does seem dialed in. He says the right things. It's not that he won't have a game or two. There will be a swoon in this season where people are frustrated or something goes wrong. It just it tends to happen. But um, they certainly look like a team that's, that's found some focus and some purpose and, and is reinvigorated. I agree. Graham Couch, opinion maker, Lansing State Journal, co-host Couch of the Rube podcast, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Your thoughts on the start without any time on the sidelines but the job that Jonathan Smith has done since taking over uh, the Michigan State football program here on the eve of his first signing day. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a crazy time for new coaches because it's not really fair to them, right? You've got the, everything going on, and you, you've got to sign a class in your first three weeks, hire a staff, um, you know, the portal, everything. Keep your own roster intact. It's a lot. It's too much. They need to move the signing day. But he's got 14 Verbal commitments, from what I understand about right now. And um, you've got some guys that, you know, as expected, some guys that have been sort of flipped out of the out of MAC programs, guys I think they can develop. They've kept some guys who were – a couple guys who were higher-ranked guys. He's got some good guys who were um, commits to Oregon State or that they were in on there. And so it, it's a real mixed class, but I think he's done a nice job of getting together a class with a lot of intrigue. And, of course, the key to that, getting – getting the quarterback, which means you've got a functioning NIL system in place. Um, Aiden Childs is not free, <laughs> even though they had the previous relationship with Jonathan Smith. And, and so you, you right away have a guy who uh, could be a playmaker at that position, got three years left of eligibility, and uh, you got to build a team around him, give him a chance. But that's a, that's a pretty good start. Graham, uh, enjoy your Christmas. Thank you for your time here on the Huge Show across Michigan. You too, Bill. Take care. All right, Graham Couch giving us an update on Izzo and Michigan State hoops. And Coach Smith, I like what he's doing, man. I'm serious. He got the best transfer portal QB in Childs, who was at Oregon State, got Velling a great tight end bailout target who had eight TDs for the Beavers. You know, I thought it'd be like a five-year plan originally, whoever came in, but I'm kind of feeling, could they push to... You know, five and seven, six and six in year one, and that second year be a eight nine win team. You get a quarterback, it can change things. Go ask Michigan State this year. Forget the Tucker stuff. They didn't have a quarterback. They let Peyton Thorne and Keon Coleman go, and Thorne almost beat Alabama. 
Tell me J.J. McCarthy can't do that. And Keon Coleman emerged as one of the best receivers in pro football, and they both left East Lansing. Writing was on the wall that there was stuff up with Tucker, and nobody saw it. Everybody knew it was going to be a horrible season going in. If you want to join us, our Honolulu Blue Huge Question of the Day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. And speaking of Alabama, Michigan, what's your early vibe in that game? You can join us, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. That's the word HUGE uh, to 21000. To the callers online, stick around. Michigan will hear you next. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. For goodness sake, wear your seatbelt. Better yet, for your family's sake, your friend's sake, for your own sake, buckle up. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police knows that seatbelts save lives. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police sees firsthand what happens when seatbelts aren't used. We want Michigan to be the leader in seatbelt use. We want everyone in Michigan to get home safely. For everyone's sake, buckle up every time. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he is a managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. And with the merger, there is growth and a chance for you to fill an executive or other high-level finance-related roles, either at Bean Garter here in downtown Grand Rapids or over at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in Troy or at any of their offices across the country and around the world. They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter in your professional career, talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, B-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com, or look for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. Same show, the soulful bad boy, R&B, genuine. Ride the pony for a two-stepping good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Sorry Evil Casino. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Tuesday broadcast presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also make plans for New Year's Eve. They got their 80s Rewind Bash happening New Year's Eve in Mount Pleasant at Soren Eagle. We do have our Honolulu Blue huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. What's your early vibe on that Alabama-Michigan college football playoff semifinal? You can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan because they are a Michigan-based bank and your money stays right here in Michigan. Not a lot of banks can say that. 1-866-838-4843. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion, Michigan offensive lineman, late 80s, early 90s, in about 40 minutes. From the Wolverine.com Michigan football podcast, his thoughts on the Crimson Tide and the mighty Wolverines. Let's go talk to Tim Stout. Stout on sports is heard weekday mornings at 10 a.m. on our affiliate, the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing, which now is carrying the huge show live again in the afternoons, 3 until 6. Uh, Tim, uh, the sky was falling on Michigan State basketball less than a week ago, and now Izzo and the Spartans have put together back-to-back games where they look like that preseason number four team in the country. Well, they certainly did, Bill, on Saturday against Baylor. Uh, I think Baylor got got them at a bad time. I mean, you know, they you know, they were frustrated after the way they'd opened with two Big Ten losses, which they virtually never do and would have to carry that record over into January. And so how's this who's next? Oh, Baylor? Well, if we're gonna make a statement, we better make it against Baylor. Baylor had not played Bill in thirteen days, and I think it showed. And Baylor never ever, as you know, got adjusted early in the game. I mean, when you're down 36 to 11, it's a little deflating. And for the team that's leading, that's exhilarating, as you know. So that played out the way it did. And I, I think Oakland, you know, God bless Greg Campy, the coach, for playing good non-conference teams. It helps him when he gets into the Horizon League schedule. But in my opinion, they could play State a thousand times. They're never going to beat them. And, uh, and I think, frankly, State takes that game every year because camp, that Oakland needs the money. Izzo likes Campy. There's a paycheck for Oakland, so they just keep playing, and Oakland just keeps losing. State will beat Stony Brook Thursday night, and then they break for nine days. Indiana State's currently 10-2. and two. That's a week from Saturday, December 30th, but Larry Bird's not on that 10-2 and two team. And then they get Penn State to resume Big Ten play, and I would argue Penn State's the worst team in the Big Ten. They get them at the Breslin Center on January 4th. So where are they going to lose again? I mean, they're going to be heavy favorites at least in the next three. They're six and five now, so that's nine and five. And by then, Bill, is anybody else injured? Is Jackson Kohler available to come back and contribute in the middle? Because after they play Penn State, then the schedule gets far more difficult within the league from that point. I think when you get, uh, you know, to the first weekend in January, then things are going to kind of sort themselves out, in my opinion, all across the Big Ten, because now you're all playing two games a week. You're home and away, home and away, and you're going to play most of these, you know, all, all, 
all the, the top teams sooner or later. So um, the Baylor game, obviously, I think to most people was a surprise. State was a slight underdog, and the game wasn't even competitive. But they made shots in that game, too, and they ran the ball well, and everything just fell into place from one time, and who knows how discouraged Baylor just packed it in in the second half. Yeah, we'll see, man. I can't wait for the Big Ten uh, hoops to start, and we'll hear from John Beeline uh, within the hour each and every week with Josh Garvey from Dorn Mayhew. Coach comes in to talk Michigan, Michigan State, Big Ten, and the Pistons. Man, what about the Pistons? 24 games in a row, and I'm not going to listen to anything about, well, they played hard, and Cade had a great game last night. Cade, talk to me when you want to play both ends of the floor and teach the rest of the Pistons to play some defense because they are the worst statistical defensive team in the NBA. So the running joke on the air, which included this morning with my producer and any caller, is I said, I think the streak is over. And not only that, they could have a winning streak of two or three games because Thursday they get Utah at home and they're 10 and 17, but they're two, uh, they're, uh, they're three and 12 on a road. And then they get Brooklyn on back to back nights and Brooklyn is 13 and 13. Now for me to get stupid and just say, well, they'll win those three, but you know what, Bill, I, I think they're closer. I buy all that. I, I mean, the record they have is unbelievable given the fact that all those NBA teams have the same salary cap the same chances to win as everybody else and you i mean you, it's just almost impossible to believe anybody can lose as many games in a row as they have lost but if they're gonna win to me looking at that schedule the next three utah again and then two brooklyn's now after that it gets bad again so if they lose to utah then who knows where all this is going to end up and i'm with you on Cunning. Look, the Pistons announced team, they, they basically are trying to sell tickets. They're ha- trying to hang in there. I watch those games for the postgame show. I don't watch. All I do is check the scores, and then I want to see how this is going to get explained away on the postgame show because I see some very dour faces there who look for just about anything to tell the public that things are going to get better, to which you know our friend Greg Kelser has to say at the end, he says, it's going to end, and it's going to end. Well, it probably is going to end. The big question is when. But look out for Thursday with the Jazz in here, because this is not the John Stockton Utah Jazz of the past. With a 24-game losing streak, Tim Stout from Stout on Sports on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing is saying, watch out. Watch, Watch out, out for th- for Thursday <laughs> with Utah. Is it Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday? It's th- Thursday yeah. night. Yeah, that's what I, I mean, thought. there may not be – it was amazing, Bill. The other night when they played Philadelphia at home, there was, a, there was a video shot on the Internet at the opening tip. And honest to goodness, it looked to me like from the video shot there was that there could not have been 300 people at the stand. It looked like a Division Eight high school basketball game somewhere in the state of Michigan. I mean, at the way they're going, I can only imagine the thousands of empty seats they've got coming up on once the calendar gets to January. And they're, I mean, they're on a pace to go six and 76 and the records nine and 73 for futility. So like I told my guy, I'm not necessarily predicting a win over Utah, but if they're going to beat anybody, if they're, I mean, it's, I would think it's at home, and I would think Utah's vulnerable. But I said that about the Washington Wizards the other night when they were two and fourteen, and they beat them by nineteen. Then I thought five and fourteen Memphis would come in and beat or get beat, and the, the Memphis blew them out, and they didn't have John Morant for that game either. 
So they tend to play to some degree, you know, at the level of their opposition as they did for a while last night. And it was amazing. All they're talking about is Cunningham points and Bogdanovich points, but they gave up 130. I mean, you give up 130, you're probably not going to win, and they didn't win. But, you know, the moment they win a game, then they're just another lousy team. In my opinion, as long as they keep this streak going, they're kind of America's team because it's an amazing streak to watch, you have to admit. You can listen for updates on America's team weekday mornings after 10 a.m. on Stout Hunt Sports. (laughs) On the game, seven thirty a.m. Oh, you got to play your little James Brown living in America, twenty four in a row. You know, here's what I'll say, and it's kind of like where Michigan State got it going in my mind. The last two games, defense created offense, creates tempo, creates easy buckets, creates turnovers. When you look inside the numbers, the Pistons are giving up more points per game than any other team in the NBA. And that's a fact, Jack. Yeah, yeah, it is. And then look at the points they gave up in the first quarter. I mean, even last night, I thought, well, you know, maybe they could play with Atlanta. What's Atlanta? Blah, blah, blah. And what did Atlanta have in the first quarter? Something like at least 31, 2, 3, whatever it was. And they get out to a decent lead early on. Now, I'm one who thinks the NBA goes down to the final two minutes. And a lot, like last night, that game was winnable. I mean, they were down five or six, whatever it was, with three or four minutes to go. And I thought, you know, Atlanta, do you want to be the team that ends the streak? Are you going to be the team that lets them get into the win? column and of course they played just enough to win that thing by six but to your point the defense it creates points and they almost almost never get that at all it it, it, look i've never seen anything like it down there with as much money as they spent and the money they paid that coach who was fired in the first place and he looks like he just absolutely has absolutely no idea what to do other than the fact that he must count it off his calendar oh my golly we have still got 55 games left to play. They got two thirds of the schedule left, and, it, and they haven't won a game since October. Not since October, they have not won a game. So, I mean, I claim it's one of the big sports stories in the state of Michigan this year. Not quite number one, but their losing streak has got to rank up there because it what's a franchise record, and they're four away from the NBA record. What would be the as the story of the year has to be in the state? The Lions, I would think on the verge of winning the NFC North, which they can do Christmas Eve in Minneapolis. It would be Michigan, uh, the overall number one seed in the college football playoff right there. Trying to think, what would the third story be? Well, so today we ranked the top five. Right, what top were they? five we ranked. I had the Lions resurgence, number one. Okay. Number two, the on-field and off-field story of Michigan football. Number three, the demise of Mel Tucker yes, yes. in Michigan State. Amen. With I'm with record. you right now on all three. Yeah. Now, number four and five, we had some debate. Number four and five, in no particular order, could be the retirement of Miguel Cabrera and the Pistons' 24 games. Now, Miguel Cabrera's retirement doesn't count as one of the top five. I'll put Pistons in there at four, and five would be... um, The Huge Show is back live weekdays at 3 on the game, (laughs) 7.30 a.m. I'd, I'd make I'd market higher than that. I mean, I'd make the market higher than that. Don't 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 put me anywhere near Tucker or Harbaugh, okay? But here's the other classic, Bill. I think the Lions in the same season 
could be the number one Michigan sports story two years in a row off the same season yes. because the playoffs are in January and February, right, with the Super Bowl. I don't know how they're going to play it out, but could they have the number one Michigan sports story two years in a row off the very same season? Who knows? I love it. Yeah, I don't know. I agree with you with Lions resurgence and winning the NFC North unless there's a total collapse here in the final three. Michigan, you know, Overall number one uh, seed in the college football playoff. I agree with on the field, uh, off the field, on the field, Harbaugh, Tucker, three and four. I don't know what five is. It's not Miguel's retirement. Yeah, I could see if they would have won, like, you know, the AO Central. But what is the fifth best sports story in the state? Mm. I, agree with your, I agree with your top four. I, I think you were, yeah. you were looking for something with Cabrera, Timmy, because you and Brock just – you guys are going on the fly. Well, You're what, entertaining mid-Michigan. Brock thinks Cabrera is higher than uh, Brock's I mean, a, I, Bro- he, He's a bleeding-heart baseball fan, okay? Brock yeah. is. Well, plus the fact Cabrera was predictable, too. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, everybody knew it was coming. So, but because I couldn't come up with anything, we, we couldn't come up with anything else of any significance. Now, you know, it had, because, you know, Michigan State basketball wasn't anything. Michigan basketball wasn't anything per se. The Red Wings weren't really anything. The Kai Tigers had another losing season. Do you throw Connor Stallions into the hardball on the field, off the field stuff? Well, I just lumped that all in with the Michigan. But could we could we maybe story. throw CMU with Connor Stallions in at number five because they still can't identify who was on the sidelines there at Spartan Stadium? And that's the classic story too, is all of that CMU rhetoric. I think Connor Stallions uh, needs his own story. I, I really do. I think he I think he is on his own. And Connor Stallions, actually, if you want to start the rankings, I might go Lions, Connor Stallions too, with how big that story was. Then I'll go Michigan, overall number one seed in the college football playoff, Big Ten champs, beat Ohio State again. I mean, there is kind of like four stories with Michigan by themselves, just like there's Michigan State. You know, there's a couple stories there, the hiring of Smith, the Mel Tucker being suspended, uh, Harlan Barnett, all the transfer portal. I mean, there's nine storylines for both schools. There really are. Well, if you if you separate the stories that way, if you break it down, then yeah, clearly Jonathan Smith is a separate story. Then you can say Connor Stallions is clearly a separate story. Yep, and yep. because of the, and the length of that story, I mean, that story permeated for almost two weeks from Thursday prior to the Michigan Permeated State. would be a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my question is, is Connor Stallions going to be in the stands at the Sugar Bowl? And which sideline is he looking at more, Texas or Washington? I'll tell you what, I'm going to say this right now. That is such a good point. If there is a college kid at Texas or Washington who dresses up in Michigan gear with those glasses that light up that you can take pictures and film, and he recreates the look on the sidelines either at CMU or with the Michigan gear on, the cameras won't stop jumping off them just like they didn't with Missouri when Missouri had that block M and the Connor Stallion story was hot and Missouri was playing at Georgia. They went back to that guy on the sidelines like 10 times during that broadcast. Well, and like my son says to me, if Connor Stallions does the same thing now at the Sugar Bowl and sends the video to Michigan or even talks with them, why is that a violation? He doesn't work there anymore. He's just a private citizen. And why can't a private Ooh. citizen who's sitting in the stands? That's why, why he resigned and he wasn't fired. There's more to yeah. this. 
There's there's more to this college. And how can CMU or Michigan State, because they have the security at the gates, they have cameras, they have people, they have, you know, it's their stadium. How can nobody identify who that person was on the Zapruder film? It's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's it's a beautiful thing. Tim, you said this. You said this the first week of the season in one of our early conversations. You in talking when Harbaugh had the uh, self-imposed three-game suspension, Tucker stuff is hitting the fan in East Lansing. You said that this is the gift that keeps on giving for anybody oh, in the media. It's it's the greatest thing in radio. I mean, you can't believe the. P- I'm in television right now. My weatherman says to me all the time, "The only reason that ragtag radio show of yours is on the air is because you got two places in this state with a gift that just keeps on giving." You just, I mean, all you got to do is fall out of bed. You got something to talk about that other people are talking about around the state. I mean, they're both completely separate. That what makes it even better is Michigan is having the season of a generation. And who knows how it's going to finish? And who knows what storyline? I, I claim in 2024, is Harbaugh back? Is Michigan going on probation? If Harbaugh's not back, who's the coach? Who comes back amongst the players? Who goes? That's just Michigan. Does Michigan State have anything going right out of the shoe for Jonathan Smith? I mean, these places are just, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. And then Juwan kind of teased us a little bit last week. But I'm not sure where this is all going to play out for him yet either one year from now. When we talk one year from today and look back on 2024, how are we going to rank the stories of the year in the state of Michigan? Yeah, Connor Stallions, I, man, I'll say this, and I, I Lions, I'll go with Lions winning the NFC North, but Connor Stallions might even dwarf Michigan winning the Big Ten beating Ohio State and being the overall number one seed because that story is still incredible and nobody still can identify the guy. It's just amazing. Well, then I said to Brock, if we could get one of two interviews from the following two people, but we could only one, who should we take between Mel Tucker and Connor Stallions and everybody who phoned in because nobody's seen or heard from Tucker since the big day, the day after Richmond, September 10th. Everybody said Connor Stallions because the guy's got to have him. I want to know exactly what he did, how he got away with it, what the payment was. And frankly, did it change the way Michigan played on the field with wins and losses or did it not? I'd love to hear from him. And how crazy would it be if the man on the sidelines actually was wearing a costume and it was Jim Harbaugh? Yeah. They weren't playing. I mean, but I think the Harbaugh story in 2024 is going to be fascinating. This Spanos from the Chargers says today, any amount of money he needed, that was the next thing today. I said to Brock, if you were the head of the Chargers and you could have one of two coaches and you get one of them, which one would you take between Belichick and Harbaugh? He answered Belichick. I'm not sure I would. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure either one of them will end up with the Chargers. But there's going to be an enormous amount of speculation when Michigan season ends. Now what happens? I always claim the best time to get these stories is right after somebody's football season ends because now in the offseason, so, especially in today's world, there are so many incredible changes that come to these teams. Where's J.J. next year? 
What's he going to do? And I get Michigan people that tell me because he would not be a prominent quarterback in the draft in Detroit in April with the name, image, and likeness that Michigan would provide for him, he can go back for another year, and then in the 2025 draft, he would be much higher and much more prominent. And name, image, and likeness, money changes all that so that you can make it a deal and make it worth your while to stay in college and play another year if you get paid right. Tim Stout, Stout on everything sports. Weekday mornings, 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. 7.30 a.m. now carrying the huge show live weekdays, 3 until 6. Tim, if we don't talk before Christmas, enjoy the holiday weekend with the family and friends. You too, Bill. Good to talk to you anytime. Always enjoy it. Yeah, Tim Stout. Yeah, that, that's an interesting topic. On Connor Stallions has to be after the Lions. Connor Stallions alone. I would say that's two. Three would be what Michigan did winning the third straight Big Ten title, overall number one seed. Yeah, that would be, that That has to be. Pistons losing streak is up there too. I wouldn't put Miguel. And the Mel Tucker story is right there. That, that's your top five in my book. To the callers online, stick around. Michigan will hear you next on this Tuesday broadcast presented by the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Hi, I'm Casey. I don't just work at Meyer. I shop there. Get a $15 coupon like I did when you spend $150 or more this week in store. Print it at checkout, start redeeming next week, and get Meyer Spiral Sliced Ham for $0.89 cents per pound with M-Perks. Discount automatically applied when you enter your M-Perks ID limit one, plus potatoes, green beans, rolls, and more. Then save even more with M-Perks with a dollar off per gallon of gas. Get the same low prices, big deals, and great quality in-store and online at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw, every Saturday in December. Select the lucky ornament from the holiday tree for the chance to take home your share of over $400,000 in prizes. It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw, every Saturday in December, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. 
Or are you watching the Michigan-Alabama game on New Year's Day? Well, you can join the huge show at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids and other Celebration Cinema locations will be showing the game. For more info, go to CelebrationCinema.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. A reminder, tomorrow I'll be broadcasting live 3 until 6 p.m. The Ada Indoor Country Club on Pettis and Ada on the west side of the state. Now, anybody who's going to be in the Grand Rapids area between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m., you can stop by the Ada Indoor Country Club. It's a public place. Actually, you can buy a membership for 2024 and get the rest of 2023 free, free use. But tomorrow's free, 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. Around Bacon Company will be selling pizzas and food in their food truck. They'll have adult beverages for sale, non-alcoholic beverages all day long, 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. You can stop out and take three free swings in the long drive contest on the simulator and three closest to the pins. Winner of the long drive will get a Taco Tuesday overnight stay for four, 36 holes of golf, and that wonderful taco dinner at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Runner-up in the long drive will get a foursome to play Antrim Dells, part of the Agamemnon Collection near Charlevoix. Closest to the pin will get a foursome to play Pilgrim's Run, and the runner-up will get a foursome for Antrim Dells near Charlevoix. 10 a.m. till 6 p.m. tomorrow. It's open to the public, all ages, at the Ada Indoor Country Club on Pettis, which is in Ada on the west side of the state. 24-7, everything you need with this show is free at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge. following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live, hour number three on a Tuesday broadcast presented by an incredible destination, Soren Eagle in Mount Pleasant. Also, download the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app and make a qualifying bet on any Lions game through the end of the regular season, and you'll go into the drawing to win a brand new Lions Ford Bronco from Soren Eagle. It's on display outside of Soren Eagle. In Mount Pleasant, just download that 
Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app. Make that qualifying bet on a Lions regular season game. And you'll be in the January 8th drawing. It's January 8th, 2024, and you can see that new Lions Fort Bronco you could win outside of Soren Eagle in Mount Pleasant. Inside this hour, Doug Skeen will join us. We'll get his thoughts on Michigan, Alabama. Also, John Beeline, the former Michigan head basketball coach, will talk Michigan, Michigan State, and the Pistons' 24-game losing streak. Josh Garvey, Dorn Mayhew's managing shareholder, their Grand Rapids office, worldwide headquarters in Troy. Dorn Mayhew sponsors Coach Beeline each and every week talking hoops here on The Huge Show. First, let's go talk some football with Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion, late 80s, early 90s. Now a co-host with Chris Ballas on the Michigan Football Podcast at TheWolverine.com. He joins us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. What's up, my man? Hey, Bill. How you doing, man? Good to hear your voice. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Same back at you, buddy. All right. What do you think uh, Harbaugh is thinking right now? Is a total lock-in on Alabama, or is it part Alabama, part what NFL jobs intrigue me? <laughs> I do sincerely believe it's total lock-in on Alabama, and the NFL stuff will happen soon enough whenever this Michigan football season ends here in the next few weeks. But I absolutely believe that Coach Harbaugh is a professional, and uh, him and his staff are doing everything they can to get ready to beat an Alabama team that's got a lot of talent. It seems that there is a big shift, that Michigan was the early favorite after beating Iowa and they were in the playoff, and we had the official announcement on that Sunday after the championship game. Now, and again, I don't know if it's the, the slant of the media or what, but so many people now are saying, well, Alabama's going to win that game. Well, I can understand why, Bill. I mean, it, it is Alabama. There's no shortage of great football players all over the field. And Michigan's performance in the bowl games in the last five, six years, let's be honest, with, with Coach Harbaugh has not been great. And we can only look back just a year, and we were favored to go beat a TCU team who ended up putting us into a track meet, and we couldn't keep up. And we did not play our best football in that game. So the, the record indicates there's good reasons for this doubt. But, you know, again, this, this football team, as we talked the last time, this football team has been focused on getting back to this spot and proving the world to the world that what they did a year ago against TCU is not what they are not who they are, so now it's time for them to prove it. And I, I think they can, but it's going to take some special effort and some special execution to make it happen. You know, there's one thing that I was thinking about earlier today. Uh, away from when they just spanked Iowa in that first appearance in a Big Ten championship game, that the postseason hasn't been kind to Harbaugh coach teams. No, not since, I mean, go, let's go back to the beginning when, when Coach Harbaugh got here. Did very well against Florida. I think it was the Citrus Bowl or one of the bowl games down yeah, there. Yeah, right. That was that, that would that, that was it. That was when everyone thought, okay, the program's off and running, right? Yeah, that was that was his first year. That was nine, ten years ago, and since then, bowl games have been in large part a struggle. And it's you know, it's he's kind of hung with it now. And so, Coach Harbaugh has got to get this thing resolved and get it fixed. And it's certainly not against an, any inferior opponent over the years. We played good football teams, and they just beat us all. In some of those years, our, some of our best players chose to not play in some of those bowl games to get ready for the NFL. As we know, that's just a deal now in college football. But that's not the case a year ago, and that's not the case here coming up. So 
This is about getting a football team ready to go and executing and getting ready for some curveballs that a well-coached Nick Saban team is always going to have in these bowl games. Harbaugh is one in six in nine years at Michigan in postseason football games, including bowl games and the college football playoff. That doesn't include two dog performances against Iowa and Purdue in the last two Big Ten championship games. Yeah, his best postseason performances, post you know regular season, would be. I agree with you that Citrus Bowl, and then probably that first Big Ten championship game when they were just lit up and on go from snap one. Yeah, I would agree with you. And those are two bright points to look at. And the question is, is what what was about the preparation in that first Big Ten championship game against Iowa a few years ago? What what happened in that week? And and then I'm sure they've gone back and over the last two years now, getting into these playoffs against Georgia and then TCU, what did we do and what didn't go well and what can we change? I'm sure they evaluated this all the way back to a year ago. And now we get to see what they're going to do different to produce some better results come come game day here, New Year's Day, against the Alabama team. Again, Bill, that's got talent all over the place. This isn't the best Alabama team but it's certainly still a really, really talented Alabama football team who believes in themselves and a quarterback who's come a long way since the loss against Texas. So Harbaugh has not won except for, and I'm I'm talking had a really good four-quarter performance, the first Big Ten championship game against Iowa in that Citrus Bowl in 2015, one and six in those postseason uh, games. Well, why, why do you think when you talk about that preparation, when you talk about that break, is it Harbaugh and his staff just getting out coached by other staffs? What would you say is the reason why Harbaugh is one in six in nine years in the postseason at Michigan? Well, for whatever reason, we talked about this a little bit after the Ohio State game. When when you build so much up against the Buckeyes and for good reasons, and everything points to that, what feels like the top of the mountain, and I think that was the case the last two years, that Ohio State, not including this year, last year and the year before, Bill, it felt like the Ohio State game was the top of the mountain. And I, I think there was a little letdown last year. And last year going into that TCU game, I think Michigan looked across the field and said, oh, it's just old TCU, you know, small school from Texas, we'll be fine. And obviously that wasn't the case. And so there's there's a the little bit of a post-Ohio State Big Ten Championships, you know, seasonal fatigue. And then I think, you know, a year, you know, after a year like Michigan just had and has had the last couple of years, a lot of these guys are reading about how great they are. And, you know, they, they're rolling to that football game a year ago thinking, hey, we're Michigan and you're not, and we're just going to win here. And that didn't go so well. I I do think that in previous years against against Georgia, they were just outmatched. That Georgia team was just awesome. Um, but in the previous years of bowl game struggles, some of his best players didn't play. I think a Karan Higdon, I think, in the game down there, and I can't remember what bowl game we played in, but he didn't play, and a couple of our key guys didn't play, and that has an effect on a locker room. But those weren't playoff games. But still, the record is what it is. He stinks on New Year's Day and in the bowl season, so that's got to get rectified. And it just feels like this year, as you said, with the winds now shifting and favoring Alabama, maybe that edge, maybe that, you know, that, that doubt that the national sports scene has in the Michigan Wolverines will be a motivating factor for Michigan going into this game instead of a year ago where everybody was telling them, oh, you're going to roll TCU. And maybe, maybe just maybe the fancy sunglasses and the 
rolling in the stadium with a little bit of too much of a cocky walk. Didn't serve that program real well a year ago. Maybe this year will be a little more humble, ready ready to play. Yeah, uh, you don't need another post-game photo of J.J. watching another celebration uh, <laughs> with the team winning. Uh, we'll see what happens. Doug, we'll catch up before the game. I'll get your thoughts on the matchup. Just wanted to get a little vibe where you're at right now. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Hey, Merry Christmas to you and everybody out there listening. Go Blue. All right, Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion, co-host of Chris Ballas at TheWolverine.com on the weekly Michigan football podcast, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Now, remember, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. All you have to do is just search the huge show where you download podcast and you can catch up and listen on your schedule and anywhere in the world where you get mobile service on the iHeart app. Just search the huge show and you can listen live. And we have our free stream weekdays at three at the huge show.net. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. It's time to go on the court with Tim Stout. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a day for winning. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. The holiday season is always special. The Michigan State basketball coach, Tom Izzo, he wants his players to get away for a few days and get some rest. Well, Stony Brook comes in for one final tune-up on Thursday night, and then the players are off for nine full days before Indiana State closes the calendar year in the Breslin Center on December 30th. By that time, Michigan State hopes to have a good feeling after the slow start it had with a 4-5 record through the first nine games. And the Big Ten schedule picks up with a very winnable game on January 4th. On that Thursday, the Spartans host Penn State, perhaps a team in the Big Ten that has struggled the most. Optimism going to Christmas remains high for the Spartans. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw every Saturday in December. Select a lucky ornament from the holiday tree for the chance to take home your share of over $400,000 in prizes. It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw every Saturday in December only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for Urban U. They are Michigan's favorite med spa locations throughout West Michigan and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And this is for any guy listening right now or lady. If you want the perfect holiday gift for somebody you care about, you need to think about the holiday specials happening at TheUrbanU.com. That's TheUrbanU.com. And for the holidays, Urban U is offering holiday tiers until December 30th through the end of the year. Purchasing a holiday tier is the perfect way to treat yourself or that person in your life that you care about or your family. 
and you get your holiday gift shopping done quick at theurbanu.com. And what are holiday tiers? Holiday tiers are the best way to get rewarded big time for investing in your health, wellness, and beauty services. Simple and easy. If you want to take care of everything for the holidays, go to theurbanu.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It is time to talk some hoops on The Huge Show across Michigan each and every week. Presented by Dorn Mayhew, we welcome in the coach, John Beeline, former boss of the Michigan basketball program, went on to the NBA with the Cavs and the Pistons as a senior advisor. Now he'll be on the Big Ten Network in studio beginning in January following Big Ten Hoops and each and every week with Josh Garvey, the managing shareholder from Bean Garter. John and myself, we talk Michigan State, Michigan Pistons and other basketball headlines. How you doing, Coach? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm doing great, Bill. How are you? How about you, Josh? I'm doing well. I'm doing real well. Thank you. Well, we're going to have to get to a question. We got priorities, though, with Michigan State's win over Baylor, then the bounce back impressive victory over a tough Oakland team that has been playing some of the big boys in college basketball strong. We'll get to Juwan Howard's return, and also the Pistons have lost, what is it, 24 in a row. But uh, we'll get some coaching advice for Josh Garvey. He's coaching his son's sixth grade team, and we're coming up on the elevator, and he said, I got the tackling dummy, and I told the kids we're going to run, run, and then run. So uh, we'll get advice at the end of this. We got we, we, we got some things to hit. Great. All right. Uh, let's talk about Michigan State. Nobody saw uh, the Baylor win coming. Josh, uh, I know we talked last week. I thought Michigan State was in store for a long season because of a lack of offense and Mr. Garvey, what do you think of what Michigan State did to Baylor in Detroit? Uh, I called this one last week a little bit. Um, I said, don't count them out yet. Um, Izzo is one of the best in the business, and they've got that same crew back. So I was not shocked to to see the game. I guess to be up 30 like they were in the first half, that shocked me. But to see them win the game uh, did not shock me. So what a dominant performance over a Baylor basketball team. Michigan State was clicking on every single cylinder possible um i loved it they played so well john you said it last week that when you give Izzo practice time and Izzo talked about this after the win on saturday at little caesars arena that when you give quality coaches and quality staffs practice time they really can turn things around in a hurry yeah you have that time in college basketball that is so so key. I mean, it is it is amazing when you have a day off. As I said, you play a you know maybe a Wednesday game and you give them Thursday off, and then you put, you practice Friday, Saturday, and play Sunday, or or any any of those combinations which they had before the Baylor game, you can make big strides. Uh, the pros know there's no way you got to get you got games all through that, but I'm sure that they could watch some films. Uh, they could they could continue with just maintenance type of stuff to keep their skill level up, but really, you know, dive into the areas where Tom had saw weak spots, and for them to do that to Baylor, uh, I love seeing that Big Ten have that type of success over a very good Big Twelve team, 
And uh, I mean, it was that they didn't shoot a lot of threes. They still, they still, you know, stayed who they are. They shot open threes, and I think that was key for them. But when Walker, when Walker plays as well as he played in that game, you know, and they're they're getting as I talked about before, Trey Holloman. I mean, he's giving them a little extra here and there too. They're they're starting to round into shape right now, Bill. What impressed you the most about what Michigan State did to Baylor, John? Oh, I, I think just their overall game that they got out here. They are on a neutral court. They get out and get right into it with 45 points in the second half and hold them to 17. I mean, it, that's, a, that's an amazing thing to be able to do both things. And I, I think Tom's teams over the years, they have tried to run more. They have tried to rebound and run. That was one of the things we were really afraid of. But there's been some years he thought that wasn't best for his team. But he scored 45 points in the first half. Means they were getting a lot of defensive rebounds because they played great D. You know, if you're taking the ball out, you get the ball in football on the one yard line every time. You usually don't score. If you get it on the 35, you can score. Well, that's what a defensive rebound does. It gives you the ability to outlet, get it on the 35, and you can get up and score some points. So they really did that. The pace of the game they played with and. They were they were extremely efficient in almost everything they did. Josh, what impressed you the most about what Izzo and the Spartans did? I know nobody saw up thirty in the first half coming. I do agree with Coach here that defense can create offense quickly in basketball. I was really impressed with the intensity and passion uh, start to finish in that game. What stuck out to you in the Spartans' domination of Baylor? I think the same thing. It just seemed like. Uh... They were that team from last year that was thinking they're going to win the Big Ten and go into March uh, and be there in March to play. Um, the energy, the passion that they brought uh, was not a team that was at the bottom of the Big Ten standings right now. So that's what impressed me the most is they came out and they, they made a decision in that locker room that we're not going to give up yet. And they played with just an extreme amount of passion. You know what impressed me the most about the weekend wasn't being up uh, by over 30 on Baylor, Coach. It's the fact that they didn't have the letdown game against a very strong, Greg Campy-coached Oakland team, and they came right back uh, less than, well, a little bit more than 48 hours later and just kept that intensity and pressure going. And that game wasn't as close as the final score indicated in what Michigan State did to Oakland last night. No, that was really impressive. Every year, you know, you have a game like that, and then you go 48 hours later. Huge. That would I wouldn't sleep for two nights if I were in that situation, including after the Baylor game. I'd be thinking about Oakland. And so they uh, – but the, I'm sure that he went really light in between. They watched some good positive film on Baylor so that they could grow from it. And then they just went in and, and you know – as I said, just played Oakland, you know, went in there like they were playing Baylor again. Certainly didn't have that same wide score but in the first half, but they did just go in and just take command of the game. And uh, that's what they do when they're rolling. And they're, like I said, they're not, ta- they're not, they're, they don't have a lot of shooters, so they're not taking a lot of threes, but they're also taking really good shots. And that makes a big difference. They want to cut their turnovers down a little bit, but still, this defense they've always had is good. It's rounded in the shape. I, I just like where they are going in 
to the Big Ten uh, schedule now. Jim Beeline, former Michigan coach, joins us each and every week on the Huge Show across Michigan, presented by Dorn Mayhew, one of the world's top accounting and business firms, CPAs, world headquarters in Troy. Josh Garvey heads up the Grand Rapids office here on the west side of the state, joining us in studio each and every week through the NBA Finals with Coach Beeline. All right, for Michigan State, let's go to Michigan. Juwan Howard was cleared of any wrongdoing in the argument, I guess we can call altercation with uh, Coach Sanderson, the strength and conditioning coach. He's back. Sanderson filed that HR report. I, I, I don't know if that fence can be mended. Uh, that will be internal. But in terms of basketball right now, you got a 6-5 and five Michigan team, Josh. Uh, you're looking at a, a Big Ten that outside of Purdue, there's not a dominant team, just a, a lot of teams that haven't played uh, big boy schedules. Uh, Michigan will need maybe three wins over 500 in Big Ten play to get to the tournament. I don't know if I see that number. Uh, your thoughts on the return of Juwan Howard and where the Wolverines are at right now? Yeah, we talked about this last week a little bit with Michigan. They've lost some close games. Um, to some good teams with Oregon uh, and Indiana. This conversation would be a lot different, I think, uh, if those games would have just, uh, the ball would have bounced their way a little bit. They've got Florida today. Um, that's a tough team. Florida is a tough team. I've watched a few of their games. Um, they're coming to Ann Arbor uh, for that one. And then they've got one more game against McNeese State, and it looks like we jump right into Big Ten play. So, um Juwan Howard coming back, I think it motivates the players. That's their leader, right? And and um, I think that that will help them. Um, so we'll see. We'll see down the stretch here. Yeah, Florida would be a big win for their uh, selection Sunday resume going into Big Ten play. And like I said, you know, at least two wins over 500 in Big Ten regular season play, maybe three. Coach Beeline, uh, Michigan, Florida, uh, they need some quality wins uh, on their – uh, resume and what do you think they need to do in Big Ten play to be a tournament team this year? Now with Coach Howard back, well, this 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 Florida game is going to be big for them because it, it's I'm going to correct you, Josh. It's it's in Charlotte. It's the Jumpman uh, games with I think North Carolina and somebody else is in the other game with them, and so it, it w- so they're going down there and play Florida, and Florida's just like them, trying to find themselves. Uh, I just think that we with, with a we have a quick turnaround still from our last game, but it is it's going to be uh, it, it's going to be difficult right now uh, it, as they round into shape with a consistent coaching staff. But I think between now and their first Big Ten game, they got a couple of weeks for Jawan and his staff to just get a rhythm of how they're coaching the team. Everybody knows who is at. I think that's been a distraction. But I could be wrong, and maybe maybe I have uh, the rose-colored glasses for Michigan. But I like everything about their team. They got they got shooting. They got some experience. They got a point guard. I like when they're playing Cheddar as the five man because now they got a you, you got a shooting five, and that makes a. And I love shooting five. So, um, but this but at some point you are you know what your scores are. And so, as a result, they got to beat Florida if they're going to go into this with a resume that says we're, you know, let's say you're above 500 team in the Big Ten. Um, they got the, the Big Ten schedule won't be enough. Sometimes you got to win out of conference. 
So this is a the, uh, the, probably the biggest game that they've had this preseason is go is go to a neutral court and beat Florida. It'd be big for them. Yeah, and one thing, Josh, like I looked at the schedule, it says home every other year. One's a visitor, one's a home team. Even though the game isn't in Ann Arbor, it is down in Charlotte. Uh, North Carolina, Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office, joining us in studio as he does each and every week with Coach Beeline talking hoops. Let's move on from Michigan and get to the Pistons. I, I think it's sad that there's almost a moral victory because they played the Hawks tough. I've, it's still a loss. Uh, they're still two and twenty-five on the season with 24 straight losses. Coach Beeline, uh, Monty Williams is trying to figure it out. Troy Weaver's trying to figure it out. Cade Cunningham had a great game offensively. I'd like to see him play with that intensity on both sides of the floor. But uh, 24 losses in a row is 24 losses in a row. Where do they go from here? If you were Monty Williams and the coach, John, how do you stop the bleeding in terms of loss after loss after loss? Well, it is, it is so tough because I know that I've been in that situation. I think one year, my first year at Michigan, we might lost eight in a row. And I think with Cleveland, we must might lost eight or nine in a row um, a time or two. And I'm sure he's already had those frank discussions with him. And maybe it's after lost 10 or it's lost 15 or it's lost 20. We're talking 24 in the road. It's, it's hard as a coach to come out now and come up with something brand new. They just need to get a win somehow. I, I can remember a game before. Remember a game at West Virginia where, where this, I thought we, I had lost the team. Seriously, playing at Providence. I thought we'd lost the team. We'd lost three or four in a row. And I said, we're done. We're cooked. And I remember Mike Gansey, one of our star players, crawling on the, the floor for a ball to get it, like that, to, so he could go, to beat a guy for the ball to get us to the foul line. And we went up on problems by four, and we won. And the next thing you know, we're in the elite eight. I mean, a month later, we're in the elite eight. So it is so hard when little things can turn a team. When I actually thought we're, we might not ever win a game again. So they just need one of those little things to give them some belief in themselves. But this is hard to explain right now for anybody. I was actually hoping you'd ask Josh this question and not me. (laughs) But I've been there with the NBA and that they got another game and another game. And I believe they're back home again now. And they can get some wins here. They just need one. And then, like, start all over again start all over again and let's win the next one and win the next one. But this is, this is unprecedented uh, in with the Detroit Pistons and certainly and almost in the NBA, you've never seen this. So hard to explain, but some way, shape or form, they will win a game again. And then maybe that's a, that's a start over for them. Yeah. They get Utah uh, coming up tomorrow night at home they got three of the next five at home, and those home games will be Utah, Brooklyn, and Toronto, three teams that don't play uh, a lot of defense. But, man, uh, you know, the Pistons get, what, 43 from Cade, and they uh, still lose. I, they, they still are giving up way too many points, Josh. And I, I believe they're starting to ending this streak. 
It is that same passion and intensity that Michigan State brought to Little Caesars Arena. I think it starts on the defensive end for the Pistons. I'd have to agree. You're looking at the point totals for the last few games. Everything's hovering around 130 outside of the Bucks game, almost 150. So that's a lot of points. Um, it, 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 back to Coach's point of, of unprecedented times, we haven't seen this in, in, in basketball, national basketball um, ever. So it's hard to say. And I'm glad you asked him the question first because I, I, I really don't know how to comment either about how do you turn that around. And we certainly have a good coach. Um, there's certainly some talent in the room. And so where's the defense? Where's the defense? You know, hey, Coach, uh, what Josh is saying, I'm looking at the Pistons giving up over 120 a game this year. People aren't yep. talking enough about how defense and lack of it is a big problem here. But when you are the worst defensive team in the NBA, it is easy to see how you can lose 24 games in a row. Yeah, the, the, the def- you're all right with the defense. And, and I, if you said, okay, what is one thing that you would say? I mean, they're having some too many 35- and 40-point quarters. And you can only call so many timeouts, and it gets away from them in a quarter – and all of a sudden they're down. But, I mean, they, these are, you know, 110, 111 points. If you can be in that category, you can win some games if defensively. And we're a long ways from that. I mean, a long ways from that. So, um, young team, but we, we've been using that young team for a long time now, for three years. And it is, it's hard. And somehow between Monty and his staff, and his staff has got to be so important to him right now, because Monty can't do it all, but he's got to have a staff that can connect with the players and get them back on the right side and give them confidence individually so they can do it. But Boyan is starting to, you know, get more, be playing more. Jade had a good game last night. I see Jaden Ivey's getting more time. They can do this, but there's a confidence they all, they've all lost, including the coaching staff. One win can bring that back, but you can't get a win if they're not going to defend better than they are. Yeah, 24 losses in a row for your Detroit Pistons. We are talking hoops like we do each and every week with former Michigan head coach, Cleveland Cavaliers head coach, and special advisor to the Pistons, John Beeline, presented by Dorn Mayhew, one of the world's top CPA accounting and business firms with offices all around the world, world headquarters in Troy, Michigan. Josh Garvey is the managing shareholder for their Grand Rapids office. So, Coach, before I let you go, I mentioned at the top of our conversation today that Coach Garvey, as we'll call him, <laughs> was fired up downstairs in the lobby at our flagship station, 96-1, the game, getting in uh, to the elevator. We could barely get a, how you doing? He goes, you know what, Brett, I got the tackling dummy ready, and I told my son and his friends we are going to run, run, and run. This is a sixth-grade uh, basketball team. Coach Beeline, You've been around the block. You've coached at all levels. What would be your advice for Coach Garvey as he heads in <laughs> to that pivotal sixth-grade basketball season? Well, Josh, one thing I can say that I learned probably midway through of my career is your teams never is they're never as bad as they look, and they're never <laughs> as good as they look. But you're you're never far from either one. You know, at any time. So it is a thing that just stay with the fundamentals. Do not, you know, there's some emotion involved, but right now, what's the tone at the top from the coach when he walks in there every day? Is it, yes, we can do this. 
we're going to get better, I love coaching you, or me as a young coach, you guys better do this right or we're running forever, right? So you've got to find a mix that up, Josh, but I, I choose the second one right now. A lot of confidence, a lot of love at the same time. Make them work hard in every practice and on the small things, landing on two feet, pivoting, throwing a good pass, getting in the stance, all those things. And they'll appreciate it later on, Josh. Uh, by the way, you just cost uh, Josh his $139 at the sporting goods store that he spent on the tackling dummy. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are scared over here. You should see this. Well, well, uh, when I'm walking into the elevator, you go, I got the tackling dummy ready. I'm like, uh, well, you know, maybe is there an indoor football league uh, for sixth graders? He goes, no, it's basketball. And they're going to learn how to be tough. We're going to be on the streets right. of Grand Rapids running sprints drills. You watch. Uh, John gave you his advice. I, you know, I, there, there was a viral video before I let you guys go of Padraig Harrington. And I don't know if it was at the PNC. I think it was over the weekend, the father, son, father, daughter event, right? On the PGA tour where an announcer, golf channel, NBC, whoever was asked him about when his kid got started in golf. And he said, this was an amazing interview. I wish I had the audio. I might have to find it, play it on the show where he said, when you take your kids golfing, let them have as much fun as possible. Don't take your game with your kid's game. Don't take your life pressures to the golf course with your kids. Let them have fun when they look like they've had enough, whether it's three, six, nine, 12, 14 holes, leave the course, get them a, you know, get them a snack, get them a drink, and talk about how much fun you had all day. And it was amazing to hear a PGA Pro and a, a pretty darn good one in Padraig Harrington, Coach Beeline, talk about the fun element for kids to get connected to a game. It, it, it's so key, and it said we found this is this every decade. I think I've heard those words. Oh, these kids are hard to coach, and they've changed, and it's true. They have changed every decade. So you, as a coach, you have to change every decade. And this is about, yeah, you know, I'm not, now I'm not one of the ones you lose a game, everybody gets cupcakes. I'm not that guy. Uh, but I am a guy that let's make practice where we're, sure we're positive, we're encouraging people. Yeah, yes space. I called it a yes space. Have this yes space all the time so you give confidence and then they'll play with that confidence. So I know it's a little intangible to do, and I'm sorry about the, uh, the blocking dummy and all those things. <laughs> I can tell right you're an Izzo fan. If you went with the blocking dummy and <laughs> fan, that means, Josh, you're more of a Michigan State fan. <laughs> and last week you called him more of a Michigan <laughs> fan. So I think you've already figured out Josh Garvey, Coach Beeline. Well done. My man, uh, enjoy your weekend. Uh, enjoy Christmas, and we'll talk next week, okay? All right. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, there he is, John Beeline, former head coach at Michigan, Cleveland Cavaliers. And you got, hey, you didn't have to pay for that advice. I didn't. That was great advice. It was funny how he brought up the the, the tackling dummy. He goes, Must be an Izzo fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? You're kind of laughing. I did. We're going to do war with sixth graders. We're doing war. You didn't rebound last week in that scrimmage against Cedar Springs. You're going to rebound this week. That's right. All right, Josh Garvey, managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's. Grand Rapids Officer World Headquarters over in Troy on the east side of the state each and every week. Uh, he joins me in studio to talk hoops with Coach Beeline. My man, thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me. 
everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. We are back in the leadership locker room on the Huge Show across Michigan. We get together with Greg Harris from MaximizeLeadership.com. You can check out that website uh, where he helps businesses and individuals become better leaders and also will help businesses grow and contacts mm-hmm. are a big part of any business. I know people will say, well, that's old school. No, it's still new school. Mm-hmm. Bill, great to be on your show. Yeah. So the pipeline is a big deal for all salespeople. It's one of their biggest anxiety buttons. Who do I have to talk to in the next quarter? Can I make my quotas? So one of my keynotes that's very popular, it's very fun. It's a great training. It talks about what is a robust pipeline. There's got to be entry and exit points. It's got to be able to flush and flow because you don't want a stagnant pipeline. And the other part about the pipeline, which is great, is remembering to follow up. We hit a lot of things in the keynote that uh, are really good reminders and some really great insights on how to be amazing at sales to serve your customers. Greg Harris, Leadership Locker Room. He joins us here on The Huge Show. MaximizeLeadership.com. If you own a business, run a business. If you're starting a business from the ground floor and you want to move it up, go to MaximizeLeadership.com. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. Same show, the soulful bad boy of R&B. Genuine. Ride the pony for a two-stepping good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill. Friday, January 26th at Sorry Evil Casino. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, Make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. When you shop Meyer, there's no shipping needed. Snow days or shipping delays won't stop us. Get gifts under the tree today when you shop thousands of items ready for pickup in-store today. Plus, get a $15 coupon when you spend $150 or more this week in-store. Coupon printed at checkout. Start redeeming next week. Get everything you need for the holidays in one stop at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Let's go check in with the fun governor, Tim McCullough, for the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. He is standing by to tell us. What's going on? How you doing, Timmy? Man, I'm having a great day, Bill. I know everybody else as well. I know they're feeling the holiday spirit. And, uh, you know, I know we are here because we have the 25 days of giving, Bill. It happens the 1st to the 25th right here at Soren Eagle. And the way it works is two winners each hour from 6 to 10 p.m. will each win $100 in premium play and get selected to win a free gift under the tree. So you never know. You could be a dining credit or an overnight stay, something really cool. All you got to do is unwrap that gift, and there you are, lucky winner. And then, of course, our snowfall lucky drawing here at Soaring Eagle from 5 to 11 p.m. Saturdays in November, where you can win your share of 320000 
Three, excuse me. A little snowflake stuck in the throat there. $320,000 in cash and prizes every hour from 5 to 11. All you do is use your uh, access club. Maybe you get drawn to uh, grab a lucky snowflake uh, off the tree, a uh, little ornament action, and reveal that cash prizes. What you don't want is a lump of coal. So if you avoid those, maybe you can walk away with a grand total of $11,600. So much fun, a lot going on there. Always when we do promotions, we try to do them big for each and everybody. And then, of course, uh, coming up on the 27th, Smokey Robinson will be in the house from the entertainment side of things in our ET hall. Along on the 28th, Lance Burton and friends. So if you're in the magic, that's going to be the show you're going to want to go to right there. And then, of course, Lone Star on the 30th with special guest Eddie McGuntry of McGuntry Gentry. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And our 80s Rewind New Year's Eve party It's going to be so much fun. You get dressed up. There's going to be contests. All kinds of great music, the great appetite. Man, we're going to have a good time. There's going to be dancing. I'm going to be there. There's going to be a band. So make sure you come out, check that out. And then, of course, the Three Kings, the Elvis Presley Tribute, January 8th. I better slow down. The Three Kings, Elvis Presley Tribute. It's going to happen Monday, 4 p.m., Entertainment Hall. Thing is selling fast, so get your tickets quick. Roots and Boots, Sammy Kershaw, Colin Ray, Aaron Tiffin the 19th of January. Drew Hill and my man Genuine will be in the house January 26th. Teresa Caputo live February 3rd. So many shows. Jeff Foxworthy, Vodka and Pasta. Peter Frampton will be in the house. Godsmack Sticks, Chicago. Yeah, the great band Chicago. And then outdoors we announced Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top and Jason Aldean. Outdoors, so much going on. You need all that information. You can just check us out. Uh, just go to the website. Check out Facebook. We got all the details to all those shows I talked about. Bill, you could tell them what's up. Yeah, go to SoarinEagleCasino.com. Show tickets, uh, the dates, times of all the shows, and more that Timmy just mentioned. Uh, you can book your luxurious room plan uh, getaway. And also, when you're at Soarin Eagle, uh, make sure you download uh, the Soarin Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app, Eagle Casino and Sports, because if you place a qualifying bet, on any remaining regular season Detroit Lions game, you could win a new Ford Bronco that's on display right now at Soren Eagle. Just download the Eagle Casino and Sports app to your phone or from your computer. Visit PlayEagle.com for complete details. And the drawing will be January 8th of 2024. And you could be driving away in that Lions new Ford Bronco courtesy of the Eagle Casino and Sports app. So download that to your phone or from your computer and place a qualifying bet on the remaining, any of the remaining regular season Detroit Lions games. And that Lions Ford Bronco could be yours courtesy of the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort. Timmy, always good to talk with you. I, I do want to remind everybody listening on 100.9 FM, don't forget about the Saginaw Eagles Landing Casino and Hotel in Standish. For those of you listening on 100.9 FM, the MIT, the Bay City, Saginaw, Midland area, check out Saginaw Eagles Landing Casino and Hotel. Timmy, Merry Christmas to you and your family. We'll talk next week. Happy holidays. I'll talk about it. Hello. All right. There he is, Tim McCullough, the fun governor for the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Big. Bad. Huge.